was Mary Pope and Trey. Trey and her friend Trey. And Rosemary is the author in Joy and Suffering, which is a memoir that deals with pregnancy losses and how they found happiness. This is all very interesting. Very interesting because pregnancy losses are an issue in today's world. There's a lot of people that are having trouble with pregnancies. I can say, for example, I had nine pregnancies, but only three children. And people don't realize what a miracle it is that it is having a child and how difficult it can be for people. And if you can enlighten us with that, if you can start off by telling me about the emotional journey when you lost your first baby. My first one, my first baby, he was stillborn uh, about seven, seven and a half months. Um, and so it came all of a sudden. And so it was a, a really big shock. And it, I really felt like my child was stolen from me. And there was no way of getting him back there or, you know, it, he was just gone. And so a, a lot of that was more of like just shock and just like, Disbelief. Yes, my, I, I was raised in church, and you know I never really struggled for anything. So this was the biggest thing I had ever struggled with, and um, so it, my faith, you could say, was violated. It was, shaken. It was. difficult I felt to it. understand. Yes, yes, and so it took me. I didn't want to talk about it with everybody. I, I kept to myself, but would talk to certain people close to me. Um, I wasn't really open with sharing, um, but I did love like searching the internet or bookstores or anywhere that I could get a hold of similar stories of people who had gone through similar things and how and how God helped them through their their losses. And, and how long did it take you before you felt some kind of normalcy? Um, you know, it took a while. It was definitely not the same normal. Um, as before, I it was now you know just learning to deal with this emptiness and just moving forward, but not trying to be stuck in like a "woe is me" kind of thing. Just move on, and um, you know we we had started learning me and my husband Trey um, that you know life is precious and fragile and stuff, and it can be gone in an instant and. You know, how vulnerable. Yes, yeah. and we're only given one life, and and um, we wanted to, despite our circumstances, we wanted to make each moment count, and so. Um, and how was it when you would? Ex did you get pregnant again? Was it difficult after going through that? I mean. So we did wait a while for my body to recover, and then when we started, when we decided, okay, we're ready to. To try again, um, I actually had a little bit of infertility issues. It was def I do this because it was definitely like a roller coaster every month, um, and we, we went through about six months of that. I know some people who deal with infertility six months is not as long a time as probably they've been dealing with, but it is enough to realize this is this is hard and it's out of your control. <laughs> um, but so it took. Let's see, I gave birth to my son in April 2009, and I found out in April or May 2010 that I was 
expecting again. Okay. So. And then, and did that pregnancy go well and everything went, I, I suppose? No, it didn't. No? Not that one. Um, I, I, we got pregnant with a girl, and halfway through our pregnancy, about the 20-week mark, um, we found out she was incompatible with life. That's the diagnosis that was given to her at and that time. And this is after your son? After our stillborn son, yes. After your stillborn son? Yes. No. Yes. This was your second pregnancy. Wow. Yes. And Jesus. Yes. And it was it was even without someone telling me. I could just I remember just looking at that sonogram machine and going How did you something get it something is not normal. Something's not right. Um she had what they ended up diagnosing her with after she was born was amniotic band syndrome. So like the inner inner um, lining of the amniotic sac had ruptured probably around the 26, I think he said around 26 days after um, conception or whatever um, is when she got tangled in it. And pretty much as she grew, all the bands from the amniotic sac rupturing just wrapped around her and constricted her from growing up the way she should. I know that's kind of graphic, but and that they really have was... no way of knowing how that mm -hmm. happens. It just happens. It just happens. They, it's not a genetic thing or hereditary. It just happens. They don't know what causes it. Um, it's just a happening. And after that, I know that you went through a lot of fear and anxiety, and that must have been very difficult for you. Were you able to conceive? Were you able to get pregnant again? Yes, um, when we were, um, we had her in December, and then sometime in the spring. The is one that was incompatible with life. Yes, I carried her as long as I could. Um, they had given me the option to terminate her, but, and I actually very strongly considered it. But I really, ultimately what it came down to is I really wanted her. And I wanted God to heal her, and I believed that he could. Um, and so I thought, well, if, I, if I'm going to terminate this pregnancy, which would end her life, I'm not giving God the opportunity to, do, to work a miracle. Right. Uh, so I allowed him that opportunity, but I also knew I had to be okay with whatever the outcome was. Um, but I found it was comforting and going, okay, I'm literally giving it to you, God. She is all in your hands. So, wow. That is so big of yeah. you. Oh, thank you. And, I, and you carried her, I guess, on... Until birth, and yes, I actually end up going into labor with her around 31 weeks. Um, my body just naturally went into labor on its own, and uh, we didn't do anything to stop it. And so she was born. She lived about five, five and a half hours. So we got to hold her and love on her wow. before she passed away. Yeah, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. But eventually, these little babies that went to heaven had siblings. Mm -hmm. You did have kids eventually. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yes. So then we, um, shortly after we had her, um, I'd say our, I bounced back to somewhat of a normal quicker after having her because I mourned more of her loss you grew before. Up. You grew some yes. and you've learned to accept Yes, and it wasn't, at that point, it wasn't the as much of a shock. that I can imagine. Yeah, it wasn't so much a shock anymore. And so I kind of reverted back to, um, after I had lost my first son, my first child, um, that kind of normalcy, just knowing how to walk around in that, with that emptiness, pretty much. Um, but it, shortly after that, we did get uh, pregnant again. 
and we carried him full term, uh, delivered him actually at uh, 40 weeks and four days, and he was perfectly healthy. Wow. He is seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good age. And he is a sweetie pie. <laughs> nice. Yes. We have, we do have two more um, that we're raising here on Earth too. Uh, Lucy. Adopted. No, no. Uh, birth. Both birth. of them. Mm-hmm. We carried them. No issues. Lucy, she's four, and Casey is two. Carried both of them. And they know that term. their siblings that they have in heaven. Yes. Like my little girl does. And yes. She talks about it when she was old enough to know what a miscarriage was. Yes. It stays in her mind. It. They bring it up from time to time. I've got a couple little dolls. In fact, they're on the back of that book. Um, stuffed animals. This is the book. Yes. The joy and suffering. There's joy and suffering. Yeah, there is. What a great... <laughs> And these are your kids, I assume. Yes, this is Buddy, then Lucy. I don't know if they can see it. And then Casey here. But then they've got two stuffed animals in here. This bear represents um, my stillborn son, Enoch, is what we named him. And then Mary Alice, which uh, this lamb represents her. But, you know, back then it was my, uh, just something I physically held on to. as a rem- to remind phys- something physically to remind me of the babies I lost, but now it's something that I've given to my kids, and they play with those those nice. stuffed animals. Ask me to put little diapers on them and stuff. How did your husband deal with this? Sometimes we forget him because he's supposed to be the strong <laughs> one, the one that keeps it all together, the one with no emotion, because you know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he, he had his moments. He de- you know. We would cry together and stuff, but... Um, um, did it bring you closer? It did. Together? It did. And we were told, you know, this these trials can either tear y'all apart or bring y'all together. And and they said, they are like our pastor and parents and stuff, they always said, make sure you're praying together, make sure y'all talk through things, and, and just always put God first in your relationship so that y'all can stay together and be stronger through this. And there were times when we we learned there was we had some headbutting in there. We and you know I'd always want to be talking about my babies with him or whatever, and he didn't always want to do that. And I it was me that I had to come to, reali- to the realization. It wasn't that he didn't love them, didn't miss them, didn't hate what we went through, but he couldn't himself stay stuck in that situation um, of just, just that mental situation of always being sad all the time. Um, not that I always wanted to be either, but it physically it's changed hard not me. To. Yeah, it's hard not to think it about was, it. It was something I, you know, those babies grew inside me. So yes. I had to learn, and he was okay with it. There'd be times when I'd be like, Bobby, I just need to stay up late and listen to some worship music. And read my Bible, and he'd say, "That's okay. I'm going to bed." And that, and we we found is what he really worked. Bobby. Yes, his name really is Bobby. That's Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> I call him Bobby. He he is Bobby the he's third. He's the official Boris, but he's Bobby to me. <laughs> he's he's Bobby the third, but goes by Trey a lot. So so you know, for people like you that have been through such you know traumatic experiences. You come to appreciate the fact that you have life children 
so much more mm-hmm. and you view it as a beautiful child of Christ mm-hmm. and your, your family probably has grown yes. with Christ from these experiences and it kind of gives me goosebumps because <laughs> I think also of the issues that we're having how quickly people have abortions and they don't realize I interviewed not too long ago uh, somebody who had adopted children and I know that it's very difficult. I had nine pregnancies. What you went through, and if people only knew that there's people that suffer, that have pregnancy issues, that have pregnancy losses, I hope that people will reconsider abortion and think of adoption. Because not every story is your story that you can go through this, mm-hmm. and God will bless you with children anyway. Mm-hmm. The yes. usual thing is you stay barren. Mm-hmm. So you're like a miracle, mm-hmm. and um, that's amazing. That's an amazing story, and what's most amazing is that you're able to find joy in suffering. Yes, and, and most joy, of us complain about suffering. Yes, let's, well, let's well, it. I don't like to suffer either. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but if you, you can know, find joy, wow! You know, there's a difference between joy and happiness, and I had. My Aunt Darla, um, she wrote something in the back of the book, and it was her take on the difference. It's one of the last pages in there, but it's her take on the difference between joy and happiness. And happiness has to do with the the happenings of things that happen around you. You want to show it to me? Uh, sure. Um, and then joy is something from the Lord. And that, that it and takes time. takes time, and, and our joy comes from the Lord. Anyways, here it is. Which one is it? This, this one right here. There's a different. There's a profound difference between happiness and joy. Our founding father stated that the pursuit of happiness was endowed by our by our Creator. Notice that they did not say that happiness was endowed by our Creator. They understood that happiness cannot be captured and held. It is fleeing, fleeting, and completely dependent on the circumstances surrounding the emotion. Mm. 